Again, settling into the comfortable, settled posture of sitting. Reminding ourselves to try to remember, to observe and recognize the present moment's experience. Whether it's a chosen object, a primary object, or predominant objects that happen to call your attention. Letting yourself openly and willingly receive the experience. Noticing how it feels. If it is helpful to make a soft, silent, mental note of what it is that's being experienced, (coughs) that may clarify perception and help sustain the continuity of remembering. Again, we want to check our attitude of mind as we practice. How are we practicing this awareness? Is there an interested observation of what appears without expectation, without looking for anything in particular or trying to make something happen? Can we just let the present moment reveal itself? Whatever occurs in this moment arises due to its own causes and conditions. It has its own unique nature. Awareness can recognize, can know, observe, recognize this nature. However, when the present moment's experience is unpleasant, physically unpleasant, mentally unpleasant, emotionally unpleasant, our deeply conditioned reactive habit of mind is to have some aversion towards it, to be impatient or irritated, frustrated or disappointed, maybe angry, And when this quality or any of these qualities of mind appear, we want to remember that this is the very place to establish uh, awareness. Or if the present moment's experience is kind of pleasant, then the deeply conditioned habit of mind is to want more of it, to like it, to indulge in it. And by doing so, we lose our continuity of awareness. So last night I spoke about working with these uh, defilements or these habits of mind, these deeply conditioned reactive habits of mind that often manifest as thinking without being aware of it. 
we call it the wandering mind. Of course, the mind doesn't wander anywhere. It's always right here. But when it's thinking and we're not aware of it, it seems like the mind has wandered, has wandered away. So the challenge for us and the way to work with these kinds of experiences is first to, to recognize what is going on, to recognize the forms of aversion and desire, confusion, and then to relax our judgmental attitudes of mind that might be defensive or ashamed or irritated that we're lost in this kind of thinking and relax. Not to add another layer of reactivity to the awareness of this thinking mind. Not making thinking or thoughts the problem. It's lack of awareness that we're addressing. So to begin by recognizing what's going on and relaxing our reactive judgment of that, then to exercise some restraint, meaning not to act it out, not to get lost in justifying, rationalizing, acting it out in some way, scheming how to act it out in some way. And then reframing our understanding. Often when we notice that the mind has been lost in thought, we get upset, we get frustrated, we get... um, We think that I can't. I can't meditate until I stop this thinking. I'm not doing it right. But actually that's a wrong understanding. The right understanding is when the mind is thinking or when we notice that it's been thinking and we haven't been aware of it, there's some mental state, some defiled mental state present. That is the very place, that is the very experience that we now want to attend to, to observe, to feel into, so that we can recognize what it is. So these are the very experiences that we are exposing through mindfulness so that they can be observed by receiving their unique nature. Feeling into this experience, what does this mental state feel like? How does this mental state manifest in thoughts, judgments? How does it affect your willingness to practice awareness? So if we just keep attending to the manifestation of this mental state, we'll begin to observe and understand its nature. So we receive its nature, its unique flavor, its sabhava, what it feels like in the body, what it feels like in the mind, what it does to our thoughts, our willingness to practice. And by receiving this 
the nature of these uh, states of mind, we begin to realize something very important. They're not pleasant, they're not very satisfying. They cause us to feel dissatisfied. They also arise due to their own conditions, not at our invitation, nor can we request that they leave or that they disappear. They have a life of their own, so to speak. And they're not very enduring. They're impermanent. They arise, they persist for a while, and then they pass away. Realizing these characteristics, what are called these three universal characteristics of all phenomena, they're unsatisfactory, they arise due to their own causes and conditions, not due to my will and wish, and they're impermanent. (coughs) These understandings that we realize just from observation, not from trying to figure something out, not trying to explain it or justify it. Just observing, we'll see and realize, oh, this is the way it is. These understandings of the three universal characteristics are the keys to the highest happiness, which is peace. So be willing to recognize and engage these unpleasant states of mind with an interest to observe them in order to learn about them. Because, as Saito reminds us, it's not you who removes these defilements. Wisdom does that job. So we observe with interest in order to understand, in order to see how these states of mind work, how we get caught how we get freed, how long they last. So we need to be willing to openly receive and experience unpleasant states of mind. But the reward is that we begin to understand more deeply the nature of suffering, the cause of suffering, and the end of suffering. So again, just do the best you can. Don't struggle, no expectations. Just do the best you can and let that be good enough.